Happy New Year! I'm so happy to be back recording episodes for the podcast. It's really a very therapeutic thing for me, to be honest. So welcome to episode 9 of Grey's Notes, the very first episode of 2022, and hopefully the first of many more this year. And I'm really looking forward to that. But before I get right into it, just a few updates. I am back home in Zambia, and I recently left my job of six years to see what else is out there. Anyway, I will talk a little bit about um, these updates in a short while through the episode, but more specifically on the different emotions and lessons that led to this particular decision. So here is episode 9 titled Solace versus Solutions. 2021 was a difficult year for me and for many people. If you've been listening to the podcast since the start, then you know that it was such an emotional and mental roller coaster for me. And also, if you're a friend listening in, um, you'd also be able to attest that it probably was the hardest year yet. And I say yet because, guys, you never know what happens. Like, you never know what happens. And I'm just, honestly, that's where I'm at in my life. I'm just like, you know, change is inevitable. But all in all, 2021 was many things for me. Um, It was plenty, actually. It was this cocktail of the deepest pain I've experienced and the greatest growth. Um, And that's why it was really difficult towards the end of the year when everybody was thinking about, you know, looking back into 2021 and looking forward into 2022. I couldn't really put, like, the whole this was a bad year, or I hated, I can't wait for this year to end, or, oh, thank God it's done, and all of that, because it was a year where, you know, my worst experience of grief happened, and I say worst because you never know with grief, right? Like, you think the last one was your worst, and then you find that the next one is actually pretty bad, but for me, it just felt so much like this is terrible, like my life has come to an end and I, and I lost so many things about myself, I shed off so much, um, so many things died with my sister, so it was a very tough year for sure, but I can't seem to still label it as a bad year or as like the worst year of my life because in that pain I found a lot of growth and it's a very complicated relationship that I have with the year, I can't also say it was my best year, I can't even get the words right out of my mouth, but it was good. There were good moments. There were a lot of things that I learned and that I grew into. I was literally sustained throughout that year. So, yeah, I mean, it was a good year to grow. That's all I can say. Like, it was a good year to grow. And that may be good for people, maybe bad. Whatever the case, this was the outcome. What came out of it in the year is what I what I ran with. So just to get started, I may have alluded in a few episodes before that I am quite the career person. So (laughs) I do place such a high value on my career and being able to grow it. Um, Actually, when I was a kid, my top two things to daydream about, number one was children. I love children, the thought of children. Um, I always used to daydream about my future kids. I still kind of do, <laughs> but yeah, haven't done so much of that, of course. Um, there isn't so much time when you're an adult to daydream, the system. 
And the second thing is um, career. I don't know why I delayed there, but it's career. And my career has always been really important to me. So important. There's so many things that I, I have put second to my career. If I'm being honest, there's so many things that I've had to choose between career and something else. And it would always be career, like in a heartbeat. That's how it's been. And by career, I mean like whether it's I'm advancing myself um, strategically in terms of a particular um, job path or, you know, whether it's school or like there's I've always thought about the next step. Um, I've always thought about the next level. Um, so, yeah, and I mean, I still owe like a whole career episode, but I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm in the right space at the moment to do that. But anyway. It being the year of growth, 2021, that is, um, of course, it had an impact on me being able to make this big growth decision that affected my career. And that kind of still to today feels like I put my career second. I put myself above my career. And that was so hard. I haven't done that in like a long, 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 long time. So it was really nice to be able to do that but it wasn't the only like it wasn't because oh 2021 the year of growth and now i have to leave my job no it was just like this catalyst this was something that was already in motion and it was this catalyst um that helped me get to that point and to be able to make this decision i had been thinking about this for like the last 2 years but i just didn't have the right disposition I wasn't where I needed to be to make such a decision. I wasn't grown in certain areas to be able to make that decision. And I know it sounds like it's not a very big decision to make, but there's a lot of context here that like you need to know me <laughs> and how dramatic I can be sometimes. And also how people pleasing sometimes I could get and being able to balance that out and just comb out all these very negative elements around some of these characteristics to be able to just say, fine, this is the decision that I'm making and I'm going to stick by it. But I'll get there. So by the time the year was actually ending, there was a lot for me to confront about myself and how my career was going. And actually what I found was that I was unhappy in my job and I was not motivated in the job and found myself constantly assessing my principles and challenging power dynamics. I pretty much got a little braver in 2021. So it became easier and easier for me to speak up about what wasn't serving me anymore and where I was in my career at the time just wasn't. I And I don't mean like where I was in terms of like my position or how much money or whatever. I just genuinely didn't like who I was becoming. Um, I guess I got too comfortable, safe with a little bit of responsibility, hints of responsibility here and there, but I really played it safe. I was comfortable. Um, and the thing is, I actually remember, like I still remember a lot of the hunger that I had when I was just starting out very early in my career, um, I was hungry to do things. I had ideas. My mind was crawling with so, so many things that could be done. 
um, so many different ways I could help people, I could be supportive to my community, could contribute to so much more than myself, right? I stretched my mind so far that I would actually physically see my ideas contributing. And I just didn't feel like I could do a lot of that. I found myself in a situation where I couldn't do a lot of stretching mentally. Um, there was so much going on. I mean, I was busy all the time. I had a lot of work, but I guess I wasn't also in a point where I hadn't left my comfort zone. So it just felt like routine, like this is something that will happen, something that will come again, this A, B, C, D. And I think I kind of got the hang of the routine and I couldn't see myself stretching beyond that routine. So I had to make some decisions. Now, don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean that it was such a crap time that I had. It was perfect. Honestly, it was perfect for a season and then another season and another season. And honestly, I stayed because it worked. It was perfect for that season. It worked very fine. And then I stayed even when it didn't. And I think for me, personally, that was the problem, that I stayed even when it didn't serve me, when it didn't work for me, when it didn't feel perfect for where I was in my life, I still stayed. Um, so it was pretty much me being able to stand my ground, um, hold my position with what was supposed to happen and be for me. I had to really believe in myself and believe that for sure I needed to take a next step. I needed to just jump right in. Um, and of course that meant being able to hold firm with confidence and courage. Even though I had nothing next lined up, I had to be courageous. I had to be confident. And I'm still learning. Honestly, courage has got to be one of the hardest things I've had to learn and when I finally get to a point where I'm super comfortable in it, I really can't wait to talk about it forever. But it's been hard. So I wanted to get back home. The reason why I wanted to come back home was because I wanted to feel more grounded. I haven't been feeling grounded in a long time. And I think last year was, you know, all it gave it opened my eyes up even more to to the fact that I haven't been grounded even before being in Tanzania I haven't been feeling very grounded and some of that grounding was also in my career I haven't felt stable I you know it's always been one thing after the next thing you're always at the edge of your edge of the seat waiting to apply and reapply and to put yourself out there and to like there was just never a moment to really focus on what I'm trying to get done it was constantly the process and I don't want to keep on thinking about le processa that's for for anybody who's watched three <laughs> percent but anyway I didn't want to have to think about the process constantly I wanted to be able to be present in the actual work that I was doing and yeah, I just haven't been feeling grounded and not just with career, but also like with other areas of my life, different projects that I would like to get started and that I would like to do. Even just the option, knowing that I can do certain things also started um, playing at me and I really wanted to explore what that might be. But essentially, I just wanted to start to refuel my energy, you know, so that I am able to be in a position where I can propel my career in the direction that it needs to head. And I couldn't do that while I was away. At least, I don't think I could. Till today, I still stand on that. At least for me, I wouldn't be in a position to, to get to the results that I'm hoping to get from this grounding and the growth that I'm hoping to get from it 
But being in Tanzania was the best gift that God gave me that year. I say this to so many people. I say that my relocation to Tanzania was a gift from God to me. Like a very perfect gift, like custom made. And it was just for me. And it just felt like there was so much happening. And that was that gift was the only thing that could sustain me. Otherwise, I think my sanity was on the line. And I like to believe it was it was just necessary for that moment. Anything after that, anything longer than that would have felt hard. Um, but yeah, I'm glad and utterly blessed to have experienced, you know, so much transformation in such a beautiful place and to find some purpose in the pain that I was experiencing last year. Um, the lessons from living in Arusha alone are like enough to write a book that, you know, my kids will be able to share with their friends and their kids, of course. But yeah, it was a lot. It was so much in such a short period of time such a serene environment, so beautiful, so many lessons, so much about myself that I had to revisit. So it was such a perfect time, but I needed to be back. And I still, you know, till today, there's still some answers that I don't quite have, but the ones that I do make me feel like I made the right decision and that's what's enough for me. But I know that there's more to it. It was such a dilemma to come to this decision but I'm happy with it. I went to bed thinking about it. I woke up thinking about it. In the shower was where my thoughts were the most hostile. I don't know what it, what it is about like shower thoughts that are so aggressive, like relax. But I debated myself a lot actually. And I spoke to my friends, my family, Mr. Wasti, of course, until finally I had to learn accountability, right? I kept trying to pin my reason to leave on other things and people because to be honest that is much easier if if anything went left i don't want to have to blame myself right i don't have to blame myself because i can always blame something else and that's the thing right like it's a very childlike tendency to not want to assume responsibility over something and sometimes and I think for me, actually, let me not say sometimes, but I think for me, I did it a lot very um, subconsciously. I thought some of my decisions that I've made over the years have been decisions by me, but it's usually like external circumstances that I would like to tie it into. Often trying to like distance myself from responsibility. For example, I could easily say, you know, I want to come back home because we're literally in a global pandemic, which is a very valid reason for anybody else to like relocate back home. But I don't want to have to use something external as an excuse because I have to make decisions and I have to hold myself accountable. The moment that you put, you put that accountability onto somebody else or something else, you become, you're now at the mercy of that thing. The moment that things aren't going in a certain way, direction with that person or with that thing, it breaks you because you've lost your sense of urgency. But if I say, okay, fine, I'm going to do this because it's me, not for the pandemic, not for a person, not for the economic situation or whatever. But I'm doing it because it's me. If, if things don't go as planned, it's still me who will have to figure that out. And I'm no longer left. I'm the only person 
I'm left at the mercy of is myself. And it also teaches, I hope at least, that it would teach me to, it would teach me to assume, you know, more space in, in my, in being reliable to myself, in my reliability, self-reliability. I don't know. But yeah, so I had to learn accountability before making this particular decision. I had to be accountable for my actions and my decisions, um, whether or not they turned out positive, right? And I had to be okay with that. I had to be able to own that. So not COVID, not my man, not my family, not the economy, not the political situation, just me. Those things are important, definitely. But it's me who places importance on those things. I have to see that it's important to be home during a pandemic. I have to be the one to decide that it's important that I'm closer to my family after having been through a very, you know, this uprooting of a family member. I have to be the one to make that assessment so that I hold myself responsible. So once I assumed responsibility, or at least started thinking like that, um, to assume responsibility for, for my actions and, and more specifically this particular decision, I made a choice to restart. I came back home. Now, I don't know where life will take me, honestly, but I am hopeful that I will rest. I haven't done much resting since university. Most people who know me know that I worked throughout university, like bunking classes to make sure that I am on time uh, for work. I was working throughout university. Most of my university holidays were spent working um, and interning or whatever. And once I wrote my last paper, I think I only had a week before my next, before I got my first job after school. And after that, it's been back to back. And I think the longest that I've been home since then, like, you know, being home in a way like you've got a clear mind, like you're not really thinking about oh, what's on my calendar for this? What projects do I need to, like, it hasn't been more than a week, actually, that I've I ha I've just stayed put. It's mostly been back-to-back -back working. Of course, I've had leave and vacations. You know, that that is <laughs> definite. But what I mean is more like being able to just regroup. I don't know if that makes sense. But anyway, um, currently, I am excited and scared on some days i'm more excited than i am scared and on other days i am more scared than i am excited and i think lately it's been more of being scared than excited but i have to constantly remember that these are these are um these are emotions these are feelings and feelings are fleeting so my job is to allow myself to experience these feelings and to be aware of them so that I am also more in control of them. But it's been hard. On some days I seek solace and on others I seek solutions. My notes this episode. I titled this episode Solace versus Solutions and I titled it this way because I wanted to share, of course, the update on what's been happening so far and where I am and these big shifts that have happened in my life the last month or so. Um, but I also wanted, of course, to express that it has been a very difficult decision to come by. And because it has been a difficult decision to come by, it's still not very rosy at the moment on this side of the fence, right? Um, 
So actually, this is a pity episode. Remember the episode I talked about vulnerability and so on? Now is your time to pity me. <laughs> Monday, that's a joke, very bad joke. Um, so what I'm learning at the moment is to place importance on both solace and solutions. So in this case, and I guess in the case of the dictionary, solace means comfort or consolation in hard times um, or difficult times, right? But for me, it's like comfort or consolation in uncertain times as fuel to give me energy to sustain my decision. That's what it is for me. And solutions uh, means being able to just deal with a difficult situation, right? It's the dealing part. And to me, this means taking more charge and being more in control and, you know, whether it means already thinking about what I should get started with, um, where I should apply to, what I should do next and blah, blah, blah. All of that is very solutions, right? And to be able to come up with solutions, at least for me, I need energy to do that. And I, I'm starting to see that there's a relationship between solace and solutions because I am the solace that I'm receiving um, from other people, the people around me, I am looking forward to that solace to give me energy so that I have solutions that I can produce. So on one hand, one thing is passive and the other is more assertive. And solace in this case is passive. So it requires you to kind of like slow down. You have to be a little bit more at rest or, you know, just not taking too much charge. And then solutions is more assertive. So you are it's action oriented so you're constantly out there and to be honest even when i think about solace and solutions i still think about what i said earlier about how sometimes based on this decision sometimes i'm excited and sometimes i'm scared and sometimes it's more of the other i feel like when i'm excited it's also a season for solutions like i am more solutions driven because i'm excited right about oh the endless possibilities, like the whole year for me is a blank slate. It's like a blank canvas and I can paint absolutely anything on it. No restrictions. So that's very exciting. But at the same time, there's also a lot of fear most days. And it's when I'm experiencing fear that I, what I need is solace. Um, what I need is to know that I'm going to be okay and that things are going to be fine. And I think because I've also been in a period of rest, the passiveness has also been quite a lot lately. So it makes me feel like more and more I might be needing support from people. And I think it's, again, not the easiest thing for me to do, but it's also been very eye-opening. And it's also helping me understand, of course, the importance of being assertive and also knowing that you can't always be assertive. There'll be moments when you need to be passive to allow community to feed into you and to provide input and to just strengthen and sustain you. And it cannot happen if it's if you're constantly on the run and constantly, you know, putting things in place and all of that. Like you can't always be that. So big shifts in my life right now. But it's also an opportunity to kind of figure out the balance between solace and solutions and also the wisdom to know when is required at a, at a given point in time. And that's what I'm hoping for 
in this new year to be able to just navigate around solace and solutions and being as i figure out my next steps but like i said i'm super excited and honestly sometimes scared but it is what it is and all's well that ends well and i know this will end well so that's what's important thank you so much for listening to this first episode of the year and i really hope that you're having a much better start to the year than i am and of course happy 2022 once again but if there's anybody who's also dealing with some of these dynamics around um, solace and solutions please let me know what you think all the best in all your endeavors and see you in the next episode